the Friday Sports Show. Radio Welcome back to the Friday Sports Show, and uh, the new rugby season kicks off next weekend. We'll, uh, we'll have a little preview of that uh, just shortly, but first of all, I'm joined by John Thorburn, Secretary of the, the Border League. So, John, welcome to the show. First of all, I, I gather a lot of people were talking about changes to, to Border League structure. Some people saying that she'd they'd like to see it taken on a, a higher profile within the season, but you've, you've opted not to change it at all. Yeah, there's uh, every year there's always a lot of discussion about what structure the Border League should take. It's a bit unfortunate, but we have to wait until the SRU uh, structure's in place first, obviously, and then we fit in. And um, the clubs up to now have uh, went for the two pools again. Um, to be fair, last year the top two teams reached the final, so it must have worked properly last year. Uh, it, this fit, this we know this fits. Uh, we had obviously a terrible winter last year, which didn't help any sport, never mind rugby. But uh, we got through it, and the final was played on uh, uh, the date agreed. Uh, People looking in for the outside, I mean, talking about the profile, people looking in for the outside say, you know, they'd like to see it being a, a bit more of an important competition. It, it's, well, I was going to say secondary, it's tertiary, I guess, to the, the league and then the, the cup. Um, you know, but looking from the, with it, from the inside, is it still as big for the for the players and the clubs? Yeah, without a doubt, it's, and it's, it's financially very good for the clubs. I know that's, that's important, I think, to be honest. We've got a habit in rugby of putting everything into a system but never taking anything out of the system. And I think the clubs, if they're wanting to create more space for the, for a full-blown border league, so to speak, uh, something would have to come out of the system. And there's been talks over the years about the cup uh, not being properly structured and what's in it for the clubs. Uh, so I don't know if that... And I'm aware there's no sponsor for the cup this year in Scottish rugby, so... Um, would the border clubs be better off playing a full-blown border league instead of a cup as a debate that maybe takes place yep. Now you're, you're saying you've opted for the, the two pools again, you maybe run us through who's in each pool? Yeah, uh, there's two pools the A pools, uh, Peebles, Jed Forest Hoyt, Langham and Melrose and uh, the B pools Harrington, Gala, Kelso, Selkirk and Berwick Right. Now, if I remember right, there was talk of maybe one or two of the games being played. Well, well, now it's kind of pre-season games. That's obviously gone by the wayside. What, what was the, the thinking there? I, I think, I think the weather was a factor. The discussion came about uh, last year. We ended up having to play a lot of midweeks to catch up a little bit and uh, change dates, which wasn't ideal for anybody. So there was an encouragement, but to ask the clubs to play pre-season and good on uh, Harrington and Gala. They're actually playing tomorrow, so there's only one pre-season game in the border in the Radio Borders Border League. So, at the end of the day, it's better than none. And, uh, but the next game is not until eleventh of December, so we we'll have to fit around other competitions, obviously. Right. So the majority of games you're going to try and squeeze in. Well, obviously Christmas and, and New Year, we've always got uh, a lot of Border League games. That, so hoping to get the bulk of them in there. Yeah, and I think the supporters like that as well. We just need the weather to be kind to us, and it gets people out the house. And local derbies is a great thing. And uh, people come and support their own teams, obviously. Yep. Well, as you're saying, the weather can can play havoc with everything. But if if it's kind of, I mean, if you set a final date again, yeah, the final between uh, Melrose and Hoyt Simmons week, uh, the Wednesday of that week, uh, Peebles this year, uh, we do it on a rotation basis, and it's uh, Peebles' turn this season. Good stuff, right? Well, we'll, we'll talk about that, obviously. More as we get uh, well, December the what the eleventh is the is the first the first After one. It, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Look, change the subject a bit just now. You're also secretary of the Bill McLaren Foundation. Are you secretary of everything in Hoik? Um, my wife thinks so. Hoik secretary will we'll introduce you as. But yeah, the Bill McLaren Foundation. Tell us a wee bit about what what that is. Uh, it was obviously very tragic when uh, Bill McLaren died uh, earlier in this year. 
and there was a foundation set up which was launched in um, March. The, the whole key to the foundation is raising money, uh, so once the money is raised it can be distributed to specific causes. The, the two main ways to raise money is uh, that we've got at the moment, uh, the strategy includes um, trying to get members to join, and there's different categories of members. Individuals can join at £20 per person, per annum, and uh, you can have a school joining for £50, a rugby club for £50. Delighted to see a lot of the border clubs have uh, bought into that. Uh, not all clubs, I should add, but most of the border clubs have uh, uh, joined as a supporter. And the whole idea when they're in the system, when we get out to giving out grants, if, if they're a member of the club, they'll, they'll be applicable to receive a grant, obviously. Yep. Well, you gave me a leaflet when, when you walked in. I thought it was just for information, but you told me to keep it, so you're almost <laughs> expecting me, me to join. So I will uh, we'll take one of the boxes on the back of there. Yeah, I'll give you the check just before you, before you leave. So your sponsorship, your uh, membership, you're saying, is, is one of the ways that you try and raise money. Events is, is something else. You've got a big event coming up. Yeah, we're doing uh, events, takes a lot of planning, uh, whether it's a local event or a national event. There's a number of dinners being arranged up and down the country. Uh, mainly at post uh, Christmas I should say but uh, we're having a golf event in Hoyk next Friday the 20th and we're looking forward it's a celebrity arm uh, Bill McLaren celeb arm and we've been fortunate to get Sainsbury's to sponsor it and uh, it's all about raising money on the day and we've got a celeb allocated to each team uh, we've got uh, Scott Hastings is coming down uh, Gregor Townsend's going to play Jim Rennick Andy Irvin Roy Laidlaw um, Gary Callender so we've got a whole variety of Ivan Tuklos coming, so it'll be good fun. And the whole intention of that day is to raise some money, make it enjoyable, and uh, come back again next year. Spectators, welcome to come along yeah, and watch that as well. The more the merrier. Uh, it's open, it starts at 11 o'clock at the Vertishall course next uh, Friday night. And uh, there's a small unveiling before it. Um, Bill McLaren got a hole-in-one. He used to play that course every day. And the golf club uh, are on the 16th uh, are unveiling a small plaque at 11 o'clock as well. So anybody's welcome to come along. Fantastic. I shouldn't admit this on air, but I read it first and it says 11 British Lions caps and 630 Scottish caps. And I thought, how on earth are they going to get 630 people around there in the <laughs> day? Aye, it's... <laughs> It's, uh, the calculator is out for that one. The number of caps, not the number of people. Anyway, I hope that's that's a, a great day. And uh, just just quickly again, if you want to to join up the foundation, www.justgiving.com forward slash Bill McLaren. Very quickly, we're, we're going to be doing a, a preview of the season, so we'll ask you quickly what's your thoughts on how Hoyk will do in their first season back up in Premier One. Well, it's uh, a challenge. We've got the six last season, six uh, top clubs all at home. So we're certainly going to have to win uh, the bulk of them, and we're certainly the the new coaches, Dick Armstrong and Rocky Johnson, have got the boys in good shape. Uh, but the, the proof will be when we start playing the games. But uh, we're happy with the boys that came back to Hike, and uh, I think we'll um, give as good as we get next year. Good. Look forward to seeing you in action. Best of luck with that. So thank you for coming in and uh, and joining us, John. Take a short break now, and uh, and we'll be doing that uh, season preview. <laughs> There's an extra 15% off everything when you spend over £50. That's an extra 15% off on top of all our sale prices. But hurry, offer ends Sunday at Homebase. What are you going to cook for the family then? How about nothing? Absolutely nothing. Just pop down to Pizza Hut while you choose something from the new summer menu the kids eat free. So their meals will cost you nothing. Absolutely nothing. Available across Scotland. Pizza Hut. See you soon. Kids up to 12 years eat free. Conditions apply. 
Another Wizard Krabby's Gastro Pub get together. Okay, Peter. Amy wants the pork, and I fancy the Mediterranean tart. Tickety boo. And what about you, Sarah? I think I'll go for the chef's T-bone with nut stuffing. Are you sure, Sarah? I had it last time, and it was very filling. Christ, you're right, Amy. Maybe I should stick with my special burger. Wizard, I'll go order. All we need now are the warming spices of Krabby's alcoholic ginger beer, served over ice with a slice. Krabby's original. Alcoholic ginger beer. Refreshing ginger beer. Only for grown-ups. I say, gang, does anyone want my spotted dick? Sunday the 22nd of August is the Radio Borders Cash for Kids car boot sale in the SPPA car park right next to Radio Borders in Tweed Bank. It's not far away so make sure you get into the garage and loft and then come along in the day and make some cash. The gates open at 8am. Cars are only £6 vans £10 with all money raised going to Radio Borders Cash for Kids. It's going to be a great day with bargains galore and AMPM event catering will also be on hand with plenty of refreshments and snacks. The Radio Borders Cash for Kids Charity Car Boot Sale on Sunday the 22nd of August in the SPPA Car Park, right next to Radio Borders in Tweed Bank. The Friday Sports Show on Radio Borders. Welcome back. As we said before, the, the new rugby season kicks off next weekend. We've got some, well, fairly major changes, I guess, to the, the season structure, to the, the league and cups. So to look at them and also just uh, how we think the border sides will fare. I'm joined by two of the Radio Borders commentary team, Stuart Cameron and Kenny Houston. Evening, guys. Evening. Hello, Hello Bruce. <laughs> it's good to be back. Good stuff. Yeah, you'll be like excited little boys. Oh, to get your I am like a coil spring here. <laughs> There's never much coiled spring about you. Come well, on, Kenny. Well, bus couch, maybe. <laughs> what will be strange, I guess, we, know, we normally had Selkirk and Kelso 7s to look forward to just now. It'll be a bit strange, Kenny, not having uh, having any 7s straight into 15s action. Well, you're right there because, I mean, it was always the big build-up for the 7s the, the starting the season off, if you like. And, you know, for the, the two clubs, Kelso and Selkirk, it was their kind of big money earner as well for the setting them up for the season so it's it's kind of strange you know thinking that here we are midway through August and we've we've no sevens to look forward to but of course they have been moved and they've not gone from the no, calendar we will no, we will no, see them next year I mean I quite like the idea that all the sevens run together in the, so. in the spring it's a good it's a good change but uh, let's move on to the on to the 15s and we'll we'll test you, Stuart, if you can try and briefly explain the, the changes to the, the Premier 1 and 2 structure. OK, as basic as possible. Well, basically, we, we have the same amount in Premier 1, Premier 2 and Premier 3 as last year, the 12 teams. The top eight, though, will play 11 games uh, against each other, and that could be home, could be away. Um, but at the end of that period, the top eight will go on and fight it out against the teams they haven't played. Uh, and then the bottom four will join the top four from Premier 2 in their own little league of eight and they will fight it out with the top two gaining promotion and then the bottom eight in Premier 2 will fight it out themselves with the bottom two then going down to Premier 3. Premier 3 is unchanged, they'll still play their 22 games so effectively um, the Premier 1 and 2 teams will be playing 17 matches this year. Anybody else lost? That was him being basic as well. <laughs> I know. No, yeah. I, I, we, no we, got, we got the just that. Kenny, what, what's the, the thinking behind that? I know they decided needed to change someone about the season. What are the, what are the benefits? Well, I think that, that, I mean, they're looking to have fewer games, I think, is, is the big benefit, although it's only uh, like three games less or something. So, I mean, it, it's no drastically altered it that way, I don't think. But I think 
probably the, the thinking behind it is to try and in, increase the sort of uh, interest, I think, in, in Scottish rugby. And, and by splitting the league this way, I think they're trying to encourage the you know crowds to come along because it's got to be like the top eight, if you like. And uh, I think that that's probably where they're looking for the benefit is to raise the profile of Scottish rugby. And I gather we'll, we'll see more of the age grade players because they, they've you know been sort of taken away and well I think they get strength and conditioning and, and wrapped in cotton wool ahead of the age grade stuff. But I think that they're going to stay with their clubs in those first eleven games. Is that right? Yeah, I think that. I mean, that's certainly the plan. Is uh, you know um, I, I believe that the, the the sort of drafts been and things. So and I, I think that we we find out who's got who on on Monday of next week. But uh, I think that that that's the the idea is that uh, you know if you've managed to get players from the draft that are age grade players that are going to be available to uh, their, their uh, club side uh, they're going to be there for the, the first 11 games of the season is the plan anyway yep. Now Stuart 12 sides obviously you're saying in Premier 1 only have to play first 11 games in 8 going into a separate league so if, if you have a bad start you've had it so we've got some notoriously bad starters in the border yeah, there are one or two yes and, uh, but this is the thing you've got to hit the ground running uh, this year because uh, you won't get the second chance effectively and with Hoyk it's very interesting because they've actually got six home games from their 11 but they're all against the top six from last season so some could say well you know would they have preferred some of the lower teams at home get the points on the board so but you know um, looking at Hoyk mid-season they, they had a little training game against Jed and uh, cut loose with Rory Hutton and Stuart Hogg back as well so so they've got a bunch of very exciting backs and, um, you know, I think that's going to be, you know, the team to watch this season. And, and Kenny, I guess it's a bit of a double-edged sword for the Premier Two sides because in, uh, instead of, like, two, two going up, four of them meet the, the bottom four in, in Premier One. So, you know, on paper, four of them can go up, but you would imagine the Premier One side should be stronger. So you might find that no, nobody goes up for, for a Premier Two. Well, I mean, I think you'd think that on paper, Bruce, but, you know, I was down at Philip Hawk last night. Peebles played Selkirk in a, a friendly game, if you like. And, you know, I mean, Peebles were a fair match for Selkirk, although, I mean, I think certain aspects of Selkirk's play last night was, was poor, and that, it'd be interesting to see what Graham Marshall's and, and Rodney Powell's take on last night's game was, and I've no doubt you'll you'll get that from uh, Graham Marshall next weekend. But, uh, you know, I mean, Peebles looked a very, very well-drilled side, and, you know, they, they ran out winners at Philip Hawk last night, beating Selkirk seven points to five. So, you know... Uh, for the bottom four sides in Premier One, they're maybe no going to really like coming up against because you know is it such a huge gulf between the two you know the the top four and the bottom four? Uh, I'm not entirely sure that it is, and certainly looking at last night's example, uh, you know if if that's what top of Division Two is going to be like, I don't think it's such a gulf. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, I'm, I'm I'm happy they've made the change. I think it makes for a, a really interesting second half of the well, a really interesting first half as everybody fights to get them. You know, make sure they're not in, in the in the bottom four and, and make sure they do get in the top four of Premier Two. I think it will be very interesting. You're, you're waving a bit of paper in front of me. You don't know, you don't really think I can make up my own questions, Stuart? Changes to the changes to the cup as well. Tell us about that. Yeah, changes to the cup. You've got um, nine pools of four. I think that's right, um, and uh, it means that uh, the likes of well, well, one pool in particular. I think there's Hoyk, Selkirk, and Kelso are in with. Uh, poor Morgan Academy so that's going to be an interesting one but what's happening is th- that pool of four um, play each other obviously round robin and then it breaks into the uh, like quarter final stage semi final final so again they're trying to trim the cup season a little bit just to make room for these or make a you know a shorter season ideally but the, the cup is going to be very interesting particularly that that pool 
Very much so. Yeah, so there's nine pools, but presumably only eight eight places in the in, well in That's the last right. eight. <laughs> well, the, the top seven uh-huh. automatically go through, and then there's a playoff right. between the eighth and ninth. Right. Um, so you could win your pool, but not do so well. Uh, I'd imagine for and against uh, points throughout the season. So that's going to come into play. So it's important to get your your points on the board. Then it goes to quarters, semis, and final at Murrayfield. I see. So it's not so easy because then the, you're throwing an extra game in there right away. We're having a playoff. I thought we were shown in this season. We were supposed to be, but now we're throwing a playoff. <laughs> Only one playoff. Only one. Just playoff. the one. Like we'll get we'll get the names from you in a wee minute, Stuart. It seems to be a lot of, a lot of movement. Kenny, is it is it just me or are players happy to move between clubs nowadays? I think players are are, are genuinely happy to move between clubs, and you know I, I think the the sort of stigma of many years ago, where you know a Selkirk player going to Gala or uh, you know a Hoyk player going to Gala or something like that, you know where they'd be ostracised, no allowed back through the third mile an hour limits, I think that's all gone now and uh, players certainly seem to be far more uh, ready to move, uh, obviously looking for game time I think more than anything else you know and I mean there are definitely some interesting moves obviously which uh, Stuart's going to try and run us through because he's he's the man with the knowledge although that having been said he has handed me a piece of paper with all the names on it so he's done very well <laughs> Go on then Stuart run us, I mean there's a lot very, of movement so run us through the, the big names Right well uh, Melrose let's start with Melrose in come Ewan Ford from Kelso which is probably the most talked about one Cammy Murray coming out of retirement Scottish International yet again more comebacks than Selvis said uh, the uh, the president Mike Dalgetty Gary Holborn from Jed Forest goes from captain of Jed he'll be playing for Melrose this season uh, a big New Zealander uh, Hayden Mitchell's just arrived was playing against Selkirk uh, during the week uh, he He's in. Nicky Little from Hoyk comes to Melrose. Alex Jessup and Rory McLeod from Stuart's Melville. Alex Jessup, of course, a former Melrose player, so he's coming back. As far as outs are concerned, Nick McTaggart um, from Hoyk, uh, sorry, goes back to Hoyk. Lindsay Gibson goes back um, to Hoyk as well. Luke Petty to Gala. I think Bruce Dick is uh, leaving to Gala as well. And James King, of course, has got the Edinburgh rugby contract. But uh, Hoyk... The big ins here, obviously, Rory Hutton, Stuart Hogg uh, coming back from Heriot's, Greg Cottrell from Boroughmuir, Lindsay Gibson from Melrose, uh, I mentioned Nick McTaggart from Melrose, there's uh, Rory Sutherland and Jock Mallon from the Wanderers coming through this year, and the only one they've lost really is uh, Nicky Little to Melrose, so that's Hoyk and uh, Selkirk, not too much changes as far as people coming in, Matt Weller from Hartbury in Gloucestershire is coming in, he's a prop, and Connor Patton from New Zealand, although there are Selkirk connections as Kenny will no doubt tell you but of course leaving Selkirk Billy Grieve from Jed Forest Martin Murray who's retired John Smith back to New Zealand Lee Jones obviously to Edinburgh uh, Alex Dunbar uh, a pro contract with the Glasgow Warriors and um, you know Mike Davis Rory Banks and Darren Scott from the Selkirk Youth Club will hopefully be uh, getting uh, at least one Premier 1 game as well so that's really Premier 1 uh, I don't know if we've got time to do Premier no. 2 probably not no. <laughs> you can maybe mention someone as, as we go through the sides so I just want to have a very quick look at, at some of the sides so if we start obviously with, with Premier One, we've got Melrose and Selkirk joined by by Hoyk this year. Kenny, first of all, with, with Melrose, I mean they were just not quite good enough to compete with Curry and Air last season. Do you think they can bridge that gap? I think, I mean, I think from the signings that they've made, I think that that you know that's the whole idea behind you know Melrose had to get themselves stronger for for this this season. Particularly, I mean, they've got the British and Irish Cup as well, and you know, I mean, some of the sides that they're got to be playing there, like Linnickley and uh, Munster Development Fifteen. You know, I mean, these these are got to be good good sides. And uh, you know they had to they had to get some strength there, and uh, 
you know, interestingly enough, though, like so Nick McTaggart going back to Hoyk, I mean, you know, Melrose were, were after Nick McTaggart for a long, long time, and he came across, and then he went back to Hoyk, and then he came back to Melrose, and, you know, he, he, he's left, and he's gone to Hoyk, and he was he was a fair player for Melrose, you know, every time he, he played, he actually had uh, had some decent game time there, and, and you know, it's, it's just a pity that things haven't worked out there for him, but certainly Melrose, you know, they've made some big signings there, Gary Holborn from uh, from Jed Forrest, I mean, Gary was a, a you know, he's been a great player at Jed Forrest and an inspirational captain in, in, in some respects as well. So, interesting signings for Melrose, but they had to beef it up because, you know, they've got some massive games coming. I spoke to Bill Noble today that does their, their strength and condition stuff and he said he challenged the guys to put on a stone over the over the summer, just where the British and Irish Cup, as you mentioned, are going to come up against some some big old guys and in, in, in that. So hey, Bruce, as you that. and I know, putting on a stone's fairly easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a useful stone, Kenny, is what they're after. Quickly, at Selkirk, I mean, they, they, we've said them, they, they didn't start the quickest last year. They really need to get out the, the blocks quicker, Stuart. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it was good to see. I've heard that Fraser Harkness has a, has a good uh, pre-season as well and was playing quite well, quite sharp last night. He looked very sharp last night, <coughs> Fraser Harkness. Uh, t- to be fair, I mean, he, he looked as fit as he's looked at the beginning of the season last night and uh, was very, very sharp. And uh, it was the old Fraser Harkness, you know, the direct running straight down the middle, uh, take everybody on and dragging five or six players behind them. Kenny, you said at the start you, you felt that the, the gap between Premier 1 and Premier 2 wasn't that massive. So, Stuart, do you think Hoyt, Hoyt coming up can, can instantly compete again? Well, I think they've got a great set of backs. And I think if uh, you know Bruce McNeil and, and the boys can can get ball to the backs, I th- you know, I'm really looking forward uh, to seeing the Hoyt back line in, in operation. Rory Hutton apparently did very well against Jed la- during the week. Interesting, though, you know, speaking to John Thorburn there uh, before he came on air, and what John's saying is that uh, Bruce McNeil's actually got to be playing it prop this year, which... Uh, you know, for me, although he played prop or number eight last year, uh, certainly number eight for me is the the position yeah, for Bruce McNeil. I think, and uh, but know, he can change, of course, during match, so it's he, always he the indeed, option. But you know, that's where a lot of Hoyk ball comes from, and and uh, you know, I think that uh, that's something that maybe Hoyk will have to look at as well because. Uh, for me, Bruce McNeil was the standout player in Premier Two last year. Yeah, I mean Dundee High School—they came up last year and showed it can be done. Because I think fourth, they, they, they finished there, so it uh, definitely can be done. I think Hoyk will—I uh, think they'll actually have a, a pretty good season. Just very quickly, a, a, a team who's going to win Premier One? Oh. Ooh, it's it's. I think it's going to be between the top three for last year. I think Currier or Melrose. I think will be. I'm going to sit in the fence. It's between them. I I think those three definitely. But I'm going to throw Hoyk in as well. Right. Okay. Well, we'll be having a preview. We'll be talking to people from each of those clubs next week. We'll then uh, speak to guys from the the Premier Two sides the next again week. But very quickly, just now. I mean, four sides going into that middle eight from Premier Two. Can it be all the border sides? I don't see why not. I really don't see why not, and it, it would be great if that if that's what happens. I don't see why it can't happen because you know there's there's some interesting uh, selections there, and and I, I I can see that happening. Yep, fantastic guys. Time has caught up on us as it always does. We could speak for another ten minutes, but thank you very much for coming in. Just uh, quickly run through the the fixtures. We've got uh, what is a border league pool B game. It says here Haddington against uh, Gala uh, going on tomorrow. Gala, of course, be here last week. Uh, Lang Spears will be at that one for Radio Borders. Then we've got some friendlies. Hoyk YM play Falkirk. Kelso play Hamilton. I've just to mention that is a two o'clock kickoff. It was originally three. Hoyk are at Darlington. Jed entertain Musselburgh and Melrose are at Tyndale. So that is it for rugby tonight. We'll be talking speedway after. The break. Help us keep the Scottish borders and North North.